Are you fulfilling your personal God-given potential? Find out on today's Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. I want to challenge you and ask you, are you really living maximum living in your life? Seriously, you need to have an encounter with God in which you realize I'm not just aimlessly, purposely stumbling through life, but that I have a purpose, a call, a divine destiny in God. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church and President of Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. You know, many people today seem to be just milling about going through the motions of life without much passion or purpose. But the Bible shows us with absolute certainty that we all have been designed with a unique set of gifts that are meant to be used for a unique purpose. And today we're continuing a message about maximum living where Mark is exploring the powerful parable that Jesus gave about servants who were entrusted with great gifts from their master. Mark made the point, while not everyone has been given equal opportunities, we are all equally responsible for what we do have. Now, if you missed the first part of this message, you can catch up online anytime by going to boldstepsweekend.org. We're in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, starting at verse 14, as we join Mark for today's message, Maximum Living. The Bible says that that guy that had five bags of gold, he went out and he invested and he worked with it and he tried to make more. And so he's working hard, getting up early, investing it, figuring out, worried about it. The guy that had one bag of gold, he went out and he buried it. While the guy that has five bags of gold is worrying, buying, selling, trading, harvesting, getting seeds to sow the land, the other guy's just kind of sitting back. And I'm sure when the guy's working hard, he's looking and saying, well, that guy seems like he's doing okay. Man, why are you working so hard? This is the life. Hold on, let me turn on this side to get a suntan. And this guy's getting up early in the morning, working hard. This other guy's just lallygagging. He's just playing foosball by the beach. He's having a good time, hanging out with his friends. And so during that long period of time, the guy that's really working hard could say, hold on a second, I'm working really hard. And it seems like, well, the guy that's not working hard, it seems like the guy that buried his talent, he's having more fun than I'm having. He's living a better life than I'm living. He seems to be doing, he seems happier than I am, and I'm busting my rear trying to do this and use what I have, and the guy that's just slacking off seems like he's doing better because it's in a season of grace. But here's what I want you to know. Oh, just listen. Every season of grace comes to an end. And then there's accountability time. Every season of grace comes to an end and there will be accountability. The Bible tells us that it's appointed unto man once to die and after that, the judgment. We have 70 years to live, 60 years to live. My father died at 60. The average lifespan in America, I'm told, is 72. Women, by the way, live longer than men. My wife's just a little bit older than I am, so we figure we'll both croak at the same time. Kind of <laughs> timed it like that. Just our master plan. <laughs> I 
But you know what? Sometimes you live your life and you think, well, I'm living my life. There's no, there's really no, let me, let me tell you, the Bible is very clear about this, that you're living your life, but one day you will give account to your creator. One day you will give account. One day you will stand before God, the creator of the heaven and earth, the creator that's made you, and you will give account for how you have lived your life and what you have done with your life. You'll give account for your faith and your belief and how you lived and what you did and what you didn't do. You will stand before the ultimate examination judge and you will give an account for your life. Now, I know it seems like your life is long and I know it seems like you're living a long time, but I have been at the deathbed of many people and everyone says life is short. Seasons of grace finish. They come to an end. You may be in college having a fun time, saying this is great. You're not going to class. You're skipping. You're not doing your homework. And there's a season of grace and you think you're getting away with it. The people that you think the people that are studying for hours and doing their homework and they can't go out. You think, man, they are so dumb. Look at me. I'm living the life. But then the day will come with the final days of exams come at the end of your semester. And then the season of grace is over and your F's and D's will start coming. And it it catches up to you because you will give accountable at the end of that season of grace, there will be accountability in your life. There are seasons in your life right now. Some of you are in seasons right now and your season right now is dictating what your next season in life will be like. And it says, after a long time, the master returned and he settled accounts because that season of grace will come to an end. You may be raising children right now. And you're smoking pot on the side and he's only five, six. You say, he doesn't, he doesn't even know. He'll never know. <laughs> All the things that you don't want your kids, you're hiding and you say, they nev they'll never know. They don't know, it's not affecting them. I take a mint before I come in. He just thinks I'm happy when I'm coming in, stumbling in the house half drunk. He doesn't know. Kids will say, Mommy, what's wrong with Dad? Why is he so silly? Well, that, oh, he's just silly. They don't know. I'm going to tell you something. You think they don't know? You're sowing seeds right now into the lives of your children and a day of accountability will come and you think right now you're getting away with it. But I'm going to tell you something. We don't get away with anything in life because there are seasons of grace in which we think we're getting away with things, but the day of accountability comes. The day where we will have to give account for what we have done, it comes to us and God makes sure that it does. The third thing I want you to understand is this, is that faith-driven rather than fear-driven management of our lives is what earns rewards. Faith-driven rather than fear-driven management of our lives is what earns rewards. And it goes on to tell us in verse 20 through 26, the man that had five bags went out and he used what God had he used what his master had given him. He maximized it. He poured into it. He bought and sold. He made sure that none of it went to waste. 
And when his master came back, those five bags of gold had been converted into 10 bags of gold. In other words, he worked what he had and he maximized it. And the master said to him, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many. Come and share in your master's happiness. You see, accountability came now. And now, not only is he given more, he's added, he's given more, but he's also given a sense of happiness and fulfillment and joy in his life is also given to him. Then the man with two bags of gold came to the master and he said, hey, I got two and I gained two more. And the master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I put you in charge of many. Come and share in your master's happiness. And then finally, the third guy that had one bag of gold, I read it to you earlier. He said, hey, I was afraid to lose what you gave me. I knew that you wanted a lot from me. I figured, hey, I'm just gonna bury what you give me so I won't lose it. And the master comes back and says, at least you should have put it in the bankers and it could, it could have earned some interest. So what you have will be taken away from you and given to someone that has. So those, it seems, it seems really ironic, counterintuitive, that those that have will be given more and that the, those that don't have will be taken away. But the principle is this. Those that use what God has given to them and maximize their gifting and their calling and their time and their talents and their relationships and they get on mission with God and they say, Lord, this is not my life. It's not about how I'm living. I'm living my life for you. And so what I, how I, when I live my life for you, it starts to count. And then when I stand before God, it's like God says, okay, if you've been faithful in this, I will add to it. But those who have come to God and have buried their talents out of fear and done very little with their life, then it's taken away and given to those that have more. Faith-driven rather than fear-driven. This is really, really important. Listen, some of you are, are living your life out of fear, not out of faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is believing that God is and that he rewards those that diligently seek him. People that live their life, life out of fear, they constantly think, what if I'm missing out? What if I can't trust God? What if someone's gonna get over on me? And so they live their life out of fear that I'm not sure I can trust God. I'm not sure I can trust his word. Maybe my way is better than God's way. Maybe, maybe I'm gonna miss out on something if I really trust God and do it his way. And so they live their life out of fear of really living for God, like this person, they feared God, they didn't trust God, love God, the master, he feared the master, and so he followed his own ways of living his life. Those that live in faith say, no, I trust God. I believe in God's word even though it may be hard. God's way is better than my way. 
I will go on mission with God. I will learn the principles of the word of God and follow the divine principles found in scripture in how I live my life and follow God and I will trust him fully with my life and when I trust him fully with my life and everything that God gives me, even though it may be counterculture to the world that I live in, then what happens is I maximize what God has given to me. I use my talents, my abilities because I'm on mission with God. And then when the time of accountability comes and we all have times of accountability in our life, God looks at what we have and he says, hey, you've been faithful with what belongs to you. To, I'm going to increase it. I'm going to increase it. You know how that works? It works this way. I, I run into people that they want more. but they haven't learned to be responsible for what they have. God, give me more power, authority, money, resources, influence, gifting. If I just had more, the greatest predictor of more is what you're doing with your present and your past. That's the greatest predictor of more. The greatest predictor of more is what I have done with what I have in my past and what God has entrusted to me. You see, what I do with what God gives to me opens up doors for more or less in the future. Does that make sense? It's a biblical principle. going to continue this inspiring message from Mark Job here on Bold Steps Weekend in just a moment. But we're hitting the pause button today to make sure you don't miss out on one of our most popular and informative resources known as the Bold Stepper Weekly. These weekly devotional emails are sent out to listeners every Monday morning straight from the desk of Mark Job, With encouraging stories and biblical insights, this free faith-building resource will help you start your week with hope, peace, and a focus on Christ. So if you haven't signed up for this weekly dose of biblical encouragement, do that today by going online to boldstepsweekend.org. Just look for the Bold Stepper Weekly tab. It's easy to join the list, and of course, there's no fee or any other obligation. Now let's move ahead with the final half of today's message, Maximum Living on Bold Steps Weekend. I believe that the heart of God is a heart of increase and favor for all of his children. I really believe that. I believe God wants to increase your talent, increase your influence. I believe that God wants to increase your, your gifting and your calling. I, I believe that God wants to increase that. I believe that's the heart of God. The heart of God is to say, I wanna give more in your life. But God will not and cannot unless I'm being faithful with what God has already given me. Does that make sense? So it leads me to the final principle. The final principle is this. The key to your future is the stewardship of your present opportunities. So he says, take the bag from him, who, him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance, but whoever does not have, 
even what they have will be taken from there. And throw the worthless servant outside into darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The key to your future is the stewardship of your present opportunities. The key to what your future is going to look like is what you're doing with your current present opportunities. You say, well, I really want to be spiritually strong. Well, what are you doing with your current opportunities to grow? Anything that you look at in the future, it depends largely on what you do now on mission with Jesus. And so I want to challenge you. I believe you have a call. I believe you have a vision, a mission, a divine given mission by God in the sphere that he's called you to be in. I really believe it. And I believe that God gives us bold, audacious faith to pursue the things he's called us to do. I believe it. Whether you're a housewife or a businessman, whether you're an educator um, or an entrepreneur, I believe that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And I believe that God has given you bold, audacious faith. That means I'm going to believe God to turn things around and change things that my, that, that whatever has been my generational cycle does not have to be my future. I believe God expects you to operate in faith, in bold, audacious faith, to do something with the talents he's given you, something with the gifts that he's given you, something with the mental, physical, spiritual abilities he's given you that make a difference in this life, in this world, that make a difference in the realm of God and not just in your realm. Let, 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 let me explain the difference. Some people live their lives fully committed to their success at the expense of anything else in life. And they throw themselves into their personal success. And when all is said and done, if your personal success is your God, then you'll step on people, then you'll walk over people, then you'll lose your heart, lose your integrity, then your God becomes success. And if that means that you have to lie, if that means that you have to scam, if that means that you have to bury your family on the road to success, you'll do it because your God is success and you will reach the end of your life and maybe you will be successful at accumulating money and climbing the ladder of success in your job or your corporation and you'll end up with a whole bunch of toys and a big bank account and a, a big car to show for it and a big house to show for it but you'll end up with an absolutely empty soul and your time of grace is expired and you will stand before God and give account for your real life. You see, physical success without spiritual success is very empty. In the end, it's nothing. Jesus said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Really, what does it profit a man? But 
But when you're on mission, you've been called to God. You say, God, I lay down my life. You're the master and Lord of my life. My life belongs to you, God. It's not about me. It's about you. I come to the person of God. And then you give me the mission and my focus. And you send me out to live on mission with Jesus, which means impacting lives, bringing glory to God, touching people's lives, using whatever talents he's given me to make an impact, not just for myself, but for a bigger purpose, for the purposes of God. then that's success. And when I stand to give account, I stand before my creator with a clear conscience and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter, enter into my kingdom, in this place of happiness. So, as I close this time together, I just want to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you and ask you, are you really living maximum living in your life? Seriously. You need to have an encounter with God in which you realize I'm not just aimlessly, purposely stumbling through life but that I have a purpose, a call, a divine destiny in God. Where do I find it? I find it at the foot of, cro of the cross. I find it in Jesus. I don't find it outside. I find it as I submit to him and he gives me burdens and calls. I find it in the abilities that he gives me, in the visions and dreams and burdens that he puts on my heart. And then I go and I live on mission with Jesus. And again, I'm not saying that it's one life mission. It may be seasons that God calls you to do something, seasons in life that God puts in your life. But I do believe that all of us have been called, first of all, to Jesus and that Jesus always sends us on mission with himself. Yeah, so that's the challenge. What is the season that you're in and the mission that God has called you to? I don't want you to waste this chapter of your life. And you say, Pastor Mark, you don't understand right now. I have an elderly parent. I have to spend a lot of time taking care of them because they require... Well, that's your mission. This is your season of honoring a parent. Maybe you're raising a couple little babies and a toddler's pulling at you and you say, no, I'd love to do something important for God, but right now I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm consumed with my toddler. Well, that's your mission. That's your season. But do it for God do it with a purpose and understand that God has called you for a season at a time to live on mission with him. I'm going to pray for you that God will give you the grace and strength you need to live on mission for him at this season. Father, I pray for that person right now that does not quite clearly understand this chapter of life. Maybe they doubt the giftings that you've given them. Maybe they feel drained or tired and very little energy to live on mission. I pray, God, that you would give them a new vision, restore their heart, new energy for this chapter. I pray, God, that they would see the chapter that they're living in 
and that they would live on mission to accomplish the purpose that you have for them at this chapter, that they will not waste this moment. Thank you, Lord, that you love us enough to call us on mission with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. And if you have made a commitment today to the Lord to live your life to the maximum using his gifts, please let us know about it. You can reach us through our website at boldstepsweekend.org. Also on our website, you'll see our latest Bold Action gift. It's an encouraging book called We Will Not Be Silenced by Erwin Lutzer. Standing up for what you believe in is highly encouraged in today's society, unless, of course, you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. It seems that every day our culture and country are pushing harder against the values and teachings of Christianity. In this book, Dr. Lutzer encourages us to push back against the opposition with patience, respect, and understanding. We'll send you a copy of We Will Not Be Silenced when you give online at boldstepsweekend.org. Or you can donate over the phone. Call us at 866-535-5580. And if it's easier, you can send your donation by mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And before we close today's program, remember you can always find these messages and catch up on anything you missed by subscribing to the Bold Steps Weekend Podcast. Open up your podcast app on your mobile phone or smart device and search for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Joe. And for more content, be sure to subscribe to the Bold Steps Minute where you'll find daily encouragement and insight from Mark in under a minute. To start listening today, just visit boldstepsminute.org or subscribe again through your podcast app and Get these convenient teachings downloaded automatically onto your phone. Well, that's our time for today. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Tune in next time for another message from our series called Red Hot Faith with a lesson about being spiritually contagious. Hear more on the next Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.